counsellor or a psychotherapist wanting to attract more clients more simply, then you, lovely person, are in the right place. Because I'm here to help you navigate marketing and remove any confusion and overwhelm that you might feel. Oh, and ditch that critical, nagging inner voice too. So each week I'll offer you inspiration, motivation and practical advice so you can get your marketing done and then get on with your life. I'm Jane Travis and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's great to have you here. Hi and welcome back. And if this is your first time here, it's really great to have you here. I hope you're okay. Now, I'm actually recording this. What's the time? It's 20 past three. And obviously, that's chucking out time at school. And I live quite near a school. So what I think is going to happen is all the kids are going to go past the back of my house and my dog's going to wake up and start barking. So let's see how far we can go before she starts having a bark at all the kids. So yeah, hope you're okay. So today I want to talk about blogging, about blog format. Now, you've probably heard of the term that you eat with your eyes. So obviously, this means that the way food is presented has an impact on the enjoyment of the meal, right? Because a beautifully presented plate of food is going to feel more special. Now, when it looks attractive, it has an impact on the whole experience. You know that the chef's taken their time on it. It's had, you know, care lavished on it. And, you know, if you ate at a nice restaurant, you wouldn't expect something to just be plonked on your plate like you might at a canteen, would you? And even if it was identical food, there's still a different perception of the plonked food, right? It's like, you know, well-presented equals higher value. And that's just the way that it is. And it's the same with your blog. So if your blog looks ordered, looks easy to read and looks attractive, then people are going to be more likely to consume it. So if you write blogs, but you find that they don't get read, or if you'd like to get more eyes on your blog, so more people read them and they make more impact, I'm going to talk to you about how to format your blog post so it gets lots more eyes on it. Now, the internet is a very busy place, obviously. We all know this. And people on the internet are a little bit, well, how do I put this? They're a bit lazy. Yeah, I'm a bit lazy. You're a bit lazy. Everybody on the internet is a little bit lazy because we expect everything to be right there, like instantly, don't we? So it's not enough to just write a blog. You need to write a blog that's going to entice readers in and going to spark a little bit of little bit of curiosity. So if it isn't attractive and if it doesn't look easy to read, people are just going to click away. And think, how many people use their phone to consume content on the internet? I mean, really, so many people do now. In fact, I just had a little look on, I just looked on Google and it said on there that from as of August 2022, which is like it's, what is it, October 2022 now, it says that just over 53% of the total web visits are currently on mobile, compared to just over 46% that come from desktops. And if you want to check that out, I'll put the link to that in the blog that goes with this. Now, it's important to acknowledge this because obviously, if you're going to be reading something 
on a phone, the screen is going to be so much smaller. So, you know, we already know, don't we, that people get overwhelmed if they see a big block of text. So if you're reading something, if you're reading an article or, a, you know, anything on the internet or anything anywhere, really, if you see a big old block of text that's just like words and words and words, it feels really, really overwhelming, doesn't it? So if you're online and you're on your mobile and you're looking at a blog and it just looks like a huge block of text, people might just click away because it just it's just a bit overwhelming. So what constitutes a big block of text when viewed on a mobile could be just two or three sentences. And also people online tend to skim a post and just read the bits that are more applicable to them. So they might skim it and just find the bits they particularly want to read, or they might skim it first just to check that it's going to be the thing that they want, you know, check it's going to be, you know, applicable to them, that's going to be the sort of thing that they want to read. So what we need to do is make this easy for them, make it so that it's easy for them to skim read, make it so that it's easy for them to read what you've written. Because if it's not easy to read, you know, the problem is they might just click away. And of course, that's not what we want. We want to get as many people as possible reading what you've written. Because if they read what you've written, it not only helps them, of course, you want to be helping them, but also it means that they'll go, oh, who is this person? Is this the sort of person I want to contact to help me? And, you know, then they'll contact you for counselling. So I'm going to share some tips with you about how to make your blog more easy to read and more attractive so that as many people as possible consume it. Okay, so let's take a look at how to format your blog post. Now, your website, the back end of your website is going to have all the usual document formatting options available to you. So if you've ever used Word, if you've ever used Google Docs, if you've ever used pretty much absolutely anything online, you know, it's all the same formatting options, aren't it? So you can use all of these to make your post as easy to read and attractive as you possibly can. So it's going to be worth taking time time to familiarise yourself with what formatting options there are on your website because different websites might just do it in a slightly different way. So the first thing I want to talk about, and it's it's not even a thing, it's kind of a negative thing, I want to talk about white space. Now I'm starting with white space because even though it's called kind of more of a not a thing than a thing, what it refers to is sort of the space between the text and the graphics and the images, you know, and, and the blocks. So basically white space is also known as negative space or blank space. And this is something that's important because it makes your blog both easier to read and look more attractive. So recently, what I've been doing is, as well as producing this as a podcast, I've also been producing it as a blog as well. So, you know, you can go and have a look. You know, if you prefer to read, you can go and have a look. And they're all available at janetravis.co.uk slash and then the number of the episode. So you can go and check that out if you want to. So, yeah, if you go over and have a look, you can see, you know, how I formatted this actual post. And I've also showed some examples of how it looks, you know, like a before and after thing as well. So you can check that out. So the white space is is something that is, I think, really, really important. It allows there to be space between the elements of your blog and it's going to make a massive difference and look really more professional. And it's going to be for the person reading it. It's just going to be a better experience. 
The second thing I want to talk about is headings. Now, all blogs really should use headings. Now, not only do the headings make it really easy for the reader to both skim read your post and actually read your post, they are great for SEO. So, search engine, search engine, I can't say it, search engine optimization, got there in the end. So, add some SEO friendly subheadings in there. Now, the headings on the blog have a hierarchy and they go from H1 to H6. So H1 is, is your main one and they go down and down and down. And H6 is, I don't know, it's kind of a tiny one. To be honest, you only really need to use like H1, H2 and H3. You know, there's not many people to use any of the others. So H1 is usually used for the heading and therefore you should only have one of those per page. H2 is for subheadings, so other main points for your blog. And then H3 is smaller subheadings that go within like the H2. It's hard to explain on here, but like I say, if you go and have a look at the blog, you know, it'll be laid out and you'll be able to see it. And again, because these headings create white space around them, it's going to make your blog look uncluttered and cleaner, and it's going to be a more pleasurable experience. I'm struggling with my words today. So number three is the typography or the font, really. So now remember, people might be reading on their phone and they might be reading their phone on the tube and they might not have access to their glasses. So it's really important to make sure that it's going to be as clear and easy to read as possible. So the first thing I would say is make sure that the font for your main text on your blog is a good size. Now, I tend to use an 18 point on my blog. That is, you know, I, I consider that a good size. Again, go and have a look at it, see what you think. I think if it's much smaller than that, then it then becomes difficult for people to read. And also be aware of the colour you use. A black or a dark grey is recommended for the text and the background either a white or an off-white. So number four is to keep your paragraphs short. Now this is one of those really simple yet really key things that is going to make a massive difference to both how your blog looks and how easy it is for people to read it. And this is one of the key things that you can do to create white space around your text. And as I say, that's going to make it more clear and make it look more professional. So again, imagine you're reading the blog on a phone. If you've got two or three sentences, it could take up the whole of the screen. And remember, if we see a big block of text, that can feel quite overwhelming for the reader. So it's important to keep your paragraphs short. So again, if you look at any of my blogs, you'll see not just my blogs, but also my social media posts. Or if you receive my weekly email, you'll see it's exactly the same. You'll see that many paragraphs are often just one or two sentences long. Now, this wouldn't be okay for a book, but for a blog, it really works well because again, it just makes it easier for people to read it. So try it. Number five is bullet points. Now, when I think of formatting, bullet points is one of the things that I think are great. Now, bullet points are used to highlight useful points. And the reason they're so great is because they stand out and draw the eye to them. And it becomes a, a really simple way to explain something. So you can make bullet points out of lots of things. So the formatting that you have itself, you know, you could have their dots or ticks or numbers, but you could also do something like use emojis or something like that. 
Now, I would suggest that you either always use the same for continuity, or if you want to, you can change them up and, you know, make it more fun as well. So you can, you can do it either way, but, you know, bullet points, I use them a lot. They're really handy to use. And like I say, it really breaks up the the post, you know, it makes it so that it's not too text heavy and it creates that like white space around it. And similarly, number six, I've got italics and bold. So italics and bold are really going to highlight the text that you use, especially bold, and that's going to make it stand out. And again, great for people that are skim reading, but it also accentuates anything that's important that you want to draw attention to. Number seven, images. Now, in a post, I tend to break up my text with appropriate images. So an an image can add colour and clarity. It can add some humour or you can even add some charts or something like that. I often add a relevant quote to a blog post. And this also has the benefit of letting your personality show because one of the things about blogging is it's a way to just really simply let your personality show in a way that feels okay. You know, there's nothing about it that feels like, you know, it's going against anything that's to do with personal disclosure. It's just letting people see just who you are a little bit. And the last thing, and it's something that I've only just started doing. Well, it's not, it's not something I've only just started doing, but it it feels like something newer really. And that's by using GIFs. Now, I really do quite like adding a GIF, both to my blogs and also to my emails, because they can be a really fun way of making a point. Now, you might think to yourself, well, look, Jane, I work with bereavement. I don't want to put something funny on there. And I say, right, okay, I take that on board. But somebody that's been dealing with bereavement, who's feeling lonely, maybe they need something a little bit lighthearted. So just do what feels right for you. And don't be afraid of being lighthearted. Now, in case that seems like a lot, I want to reassure you that this is definitely one of those things that you do it a couple of times and it just becomes like second nature. When I blog now, I don't even have to think about things like headlines or putting something in in bold writing or anything like that. It's just something that I do naturally now and it won't take long for that to happen. So it might take a little bit of time the first few times, but it's definitely worth the effort because if you take the time to write a blog in the first place, it's got to be worth taking a few extra minutes to make sure that it looks good so that you get more people to read it because otherwise, what's the point? After all, you want as many people as possible to see it. And it's worth remembering that if you publish a blog today, that blog could still be working hard for you for many years to come. So people would still be getting help from reading that blog and they're still getting that encouragement to reach out to you for help. For like I say, it could be for years into the future. Blogs really are the gift that keep on giving. Now, if you don't blog at the moment and you want to start, or if you do blog and you want to improve your skills, well, look, I love blogging. It's really one of my favourite things and it's one of my favourite marketing things. So take a look at the Grow Your Private Practice membership. We've got lots in there to help you. So we have the main blogging course, which is called Blogging with Confidence. And we also have numerous workshops and guest expert workshops to really help you to write 
in a way that's going to attract clients. And remember, just a little reminder, the price has been frozen at £35 a month until January 2023. So take advantage of this and grow your practice now. So that's it. I really hope that you found that useful. You know, the way that you format your blog post is going to make the difference between it being read and it not being read. And so that's really important. So like I say, take a little bit of time to just work out how to do it and it's going to pay you back dividends. Okay, so I've finished this now and the dog hasn't barked. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and get her a dog biscuit to say, well done, good girl, and go and give her a little bit of a cuddle. So all that's left to say is I hope you have a fantastic rest of the day and remember to subscribe. And if you know any counselling friends that you know could do with some help growing their practice you know be a mate tell them about the podcast the more of us that grow our practices the more people get some help so have a brilliant rest of the day and i look forward to speaking to you soon take care bye bye thank you so much for listening and if you enjoyed this then please subscribe to the show and while you're there i'd love it if you could leave me a big shiny five-star review bye